5.17, let the elders that rule well be counted worthy of double honor, especially they who labor in the word and doctrine. And Titus 2.12, we should live soberly, righteously, and godly in this present world. And for the sake of having a subject today, my subject is simply this, godly leaders worthy of double honor. Godly leaders worthy of double honor. In society today, the imagery of godly leaders has been clouded with shades of diminished morality and decaying behaviors that do not exemplify the love of God, his truth, nor are they representative of Christ-like characteristics that bring glory to God. Seemingly, the traits of integrity, character, honesty, compassion, and influence have all been put to the wayside for the sake of gain. But the Bible says, for what would profit a man if he shall gain the whole world and lose his soul? Mark 8, 36. You see, the quality of a leader is not defined in how powerful they are or how much money they make. The real quality of a leader is defined by how many lives have been changed for the better and how much growth has taken place during the span of being connected with that leader. Somebody say, godly leaders. A bishop once told me some time ago that good leadership is a blessing and bad leadership is a curse. Over my 34-year career, I have had both good leaders and some not-so-good leaders. Now, hear me when I say you can grow under both types of leadership. It's just that one type of leadership will take a lot of prayer. A lot of prayer. You know, y'all know what I'm talking about. I'm, I'm talking about that boss or leader that when you hear their name, your spirit is immediately vexed. Or, or that leader when before you have to go into work, you have to sit in your car and listen to praise and worship music or Luther Vandross, no judgment, just to get your mind right so that when you walk into the building, you are able to change the atmosphere. I'm, I'm talking about good leadership and bad leadership. Hallelujah. Or there's another type of boss that when you already have an overwhelming workload that puts more work on you and expects everything to be completed yesterday with no consideration of your time or effort. We need godly leaders. Yes, the human race needs leadership that will stand flat-footed 
for what is right. Leaders that have a heart for people and are dedicated to bettering the lives of people through biblical instruction and coaching. Leaders that demonstrate the acronym PRIDE that we use here at our school every day. P for positive attitude. I, excuse me, R for respect for all. I for integrity. D for determination and E for empathy. But above all, we need leaders who love God with all of their heart and have committed their lives to him. Leaders who are dedicated to the cause of Christ and shine the love of God abroad to everyone they see each and every day. Mark 5:14 tells us, ye are the light of the world. A city that is set on a hill cannot be hid. The world needs godly leaders. Now in contrast to bad leadership, let's now look at what godly leadership is. First, we immediately know through our focus verse that an elder or a leader or pastor, if you will, should rule well. But what exactly does ruling well mean? 1 Timothy 5.17 admonishes us, let the elders that rule well be counted worthy of double honor, especially they who labor in the word and doctrine. The Apostle Paul was instructing his son Timothy to be careful to take special care, take good care, of those ministers who both ruled well and labored in the gospel. You see, in the early church, there was a minister that ruled or took care of the church's business because we all know the church has two sides. It has a spiritual side and it has a natural side. So there was a minister that ruled the church's business side and then a separate minister that labored in the gospel or the one that studied was responsible for studying and preaching the word of God. Paul exhorted Timothy in that the minister or elder who was responsible for both of these assignments should be worthy of double honor, especially those who spent more time than others in the study of God's Word. I'm talking about leaders that don't go to Google for everything but actually take time to spend with God in seeking a word from the Lord for his people. Both preaching and teaching are the most important work for an elder. But in addition to those, an elder has other biblical expectations. One is prayer according to Acts 6 and 4. And the other is congregational care, according to 1 Peter 5, 1 through 3. I'm still talking about godly leaders. Leaders who spend time with God seeking his face for fresh revelation. Leaders who spend uninterrupted study time in the word. Leaders who engage time in prayer and fasting 
time coaching and counseling, time preaching and teaching, and time living as an example to others. Godly leaders, leaders who are worthy of double honor. Having godly leaders is indeed a supernatural blessing from God. Would you agree? So what is our responsibility as the membership who God has placed godly leaders upon? What is our responsibility or response to the gifts that God has given us? What is the expectation of us as members, as parishioners, as the Eagle Summit Church family, to the leaders who soar in purpose and serve us with love? Because you all know we do have a responsibility. Allow me to give you three points, if you will, of our responsibility to our leaders. Point one, we are to pray for our leaders. God has called certain people to lead his sheep. Jeremiah 3.15 says, and I will give you shepherds after my own heart who will feed you with knowledge and understanding. Simply put, not everyone is called to be a pastor. And as our pastor says, that's a real place. Not everybody can handle the responsibility that the pastoral office requires. There are people graced to pastor and cover the Lord's church, and it is so important that we pray for our pastors in this endeavor. It's so easy to see, uh, to see our pastors and think because of the position they hold that they do not need prayer. Oh, they got it all together. They got it all together. There is a huge misconception that they can do things that the average Christian can't not do. Or they don't have their own trials and tribulations that they go through. Many times there is a belief system in place that pastors must have permanently plastered smiles on their faces when the reality is that pastors hurt, pastors bleed, and pastors get tired. Pastors need prayer too. Pray for our leaders. Pray for protection. Pray for wholeness of mind, body, and soul. Pray for fresh wind and renewed strength. Pray that their needs are met and their desires granted. Pray for their families. Pray that the word of God continuously soaks and saturates their hearts and revelation knowledge ever flows. Pray for rest because believe it or not, pastors are not superhuman because everything they do and anything they do can only be done through Jesus Christ, which strengthens them. Pray for our leaders. The second point is to obey and submit under the leadership of the pastor. <laughs> Hebrews 13, 17 says, 
Obey them that have rule over you and submit yourselves, for they watch for your souls, as they must give an account that they may do it with joy and not with grief, for that is unprofitable for you. Obedience and submission are not dirty words. Trust me on that. Obedience and submission sets us up for the blessings and favor of God. And let me just stick a pin here and tell you that partial obedience is still disobedience. Godly pastors seek God for a word for his people and serve as God's messengers to his people. The scripture admonishes us to obey our pastors when instructions are given. Submit to their leadership knowing that they hear from God on our account and they watch over our souls. We are to follow our leaders as they follow Christ. 1 Corinthians 11.1 1. As our leaders go up, we go up. As our leaders are blessed, we are blessed. There is an uncommon blessing when you submit to the leadership of godly leaders and allow them to coach your spiritual life into greatness through Jesus Christ our Lord. So we know that we are to pray for our leaders. We are to be obedient and submit to our leaders. And the third and final point is, to, is we are to support our leaders. How do we support our leaders? We support our leaders with our presence. We support our leaders with our time. We support our leaders with our finances. We support our leaders by investing in our own spiritual growth. Our own spiritual growth. So many times people solely depend on their leaders to pray them through trials, to give them constant encouragement, be at every function, visit Aunt Sadie, my great aunt on my mama's side who's in the hospital, and yes, that's what godly leaders do. But my brothers and sisters, I believe there comes a time in all of our lives that if we are reading the word, if we are speaking the word, if we are praying the word, if we are walking in faith in the word and living the word, there ought to come a time when we can speak to the storms in our life for ourselves and tell them to be still. There ought to come a time when we can think ourselves happy in the Lord and encourage ourselves in the Lord. There ought to come a time when we can go to the hospital and lay our hands on Aunt Sadie and she's healed in the name of Jesus. Yes, there ought to come a time when we get up and grow up so that we can go up in God. Hallelujah. Look at your neighbor and say, neighbor, get up and grow up 
so you can go up in God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You see, that's the blessing of having godly leaders because they challenge us to be better. They prepare us to prosper. They give us practical strategies and, and practical techniques that we can use in our everyday life through the Bible. That if we are obedient and we are submitted to instruction and to leadership, that our path is made plain, hallelujah, and our life is made better. Let me add this on. If you are a member of Eagle Summit and your life is in the same place that it was 10 years ago, then I submit the problem is not the leaders. We have to do what uh, the Michael Jackson said, is take a look at the man in the mirror. Because the Bible tells me that each one of us will give an account to, for every action and every word spoken. And that won't be on the pastors, that will be on us. God is calling us higher, my brothers and sisters. He's calling us higher. 2 Corinthians 3.18 tells us that we are being transformed from glory to glory. And transformation is a direct result of being in Christ. Loving one another is a direct result of being in Christ. Forgiving is a direct result of being in Christ. Growth in God is a direct result of being in Christ. 2 Corinthians 5.17 puts it this way, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. All things are passed away, and behold, all things are become new. I'm still talking about godly leaders. Leaders who set the example of Christ. Leaders who lead God's people by, through, and with the help of the Holy Spirit, solely depending on God as their source. Leaders who say what they mean, mean what they say, but aren't mean when they say it. Leaders who don't live one life in church, but live another life outside of church. I'm talking about leaders after God's own heart. Pastors who have a close and intimate relationship with God. Leaders who use God's word as a lamp to guide life's paths and decisions. Now there are many leaders that I can think of who exemplify the qualities and traits that I've described. Let me share a few with you. How about King Saul? Yeah, King Saul was a leader, was he not? Yes. But wait a minute, uh-uh. I can't use King Saul because King Saul, you became jealous of David, and then you sought out to kill him. So uh, mm, you're probably not the best example for a godly leader. Let, let me think if I can think of someone else. Then there's um, King Ahab. King Ahab was a leader, correct? 
Yeah, King Ahab ruled the kingdom. But wait a minute. Mm -mm. King Ahab's probably not the best example either because you see, King Ahab married a woman called Jezebel and then he turned his back on God to serve Baal and then conspired with his wife to kill the prophets of God. So I guess, no, we, sh we shouldn't use King Ahab. Mm -mm, he's not a good one. Uh, let me see, let me see, let me see. Rehoboam. Rehoboam. Yes, Rehoboam was a leader. He was son of King Solomon. King Solomon, one of the wisest men on earth. Rehoboam, yeah. You were a good leader. You started off well. Oh, wait a minute. Mm -mm, something happened, though. Something happened, Rehoboam. Wow, we can't use you either, sir. Because, see, you forsook the advice of elder, wise leaders and went with the advice of your friends. And then you ended up losing more than half of your kingdom. So mm, we can't use you, sir. We can't use you either. Uh, let's, let's see what else. Who else? Who else? Who else in the Bible can we use? The Pharisees and Sadducees. Now, y'all know we, we ought to be able to use them as, as good examples of godly leaders. After all, they were responsible for the law of the land. They were members of the Sanhedrin court. They were leaders, the leaders above leaders. Oh, but wait a minute. No, sorry, Pharisees and Sadducees, you, we can't use you either. We can't use you because your hypocrisy and judgmental ways overshadowed your compassion for people. So you're probably not the best example of godly leaders either. Wow. Surely, Eagle Summit family, there's still godly leaders who serve as a remnant in these last days. Surely, there are still leaders who have declared, for God I'll live and for God I'll die. Surely, there are men and women who are still living epistles read of men. And guess what? I've got good news. The two of them are right here in our midst. <laughs> Pastor James and Sandra Lilly. Now, let, let's take a moment to Look at these leaders, Pastor James and Sandra Lilly, leaders who love God and have a heart for people. Now, you all stop me if I'm wrong. You all, you all stop me if I'm wrong. Uh, leaders who pray without ceasing. Leaders who teach and preach the word of God. Leaders who lead by example. Leaders who encourage, edify, and even rebuke in love when necessary. Godly leaders who don't live double lives. Yeah, Pastor James and Sandra Lilly. Godly leaders who have dedicated 26 years of their lives restoring the lives of God's people and helping them soar in their purpose. Leaders who are workers in the vineyard and watchmen on the wall. Leaders who are sensitive to the Spirit of God and what he is saying to the church in this season. 
leaders who constantly call us blessed and highly favored, leaders who constantly call us champions, and leaders who constantly are calling for us to soar as the eagle soar. Pastor James and Sandra Lilly, yeah. Pastors after God's own heart, gifts from God, godly leaders who are worthy of double honor. To God be the glory for our leaders. Come on, Eagle Summit, and stand to your feet, and let's bless God for our leaders. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, God, for godly leaders. Thank you, God, for faithful leaders. Thank you, God, for leaders who love you first. Hallelujah. We bless God. Hallelujah. And as we stand, Eagle Summit, would you help me do a declaration of thanksgiving to our leaders, Pastor James and Sandra Lilly, by simply repeating after me, Pastor James and Sandra Lilly, we, the members of Eagle Summit Christian Fellowship Church, thank you for being faithful servants of the Most High God. Thank you for teaching us. Thank you for sharing God's word with us. Thank you for loving us. Thank you for praying for us. Thank you for encouraging us. And being an example of godly leadership to us. We do not take your leadership for granted. We do not take your sacrifice for granted. We will support you. We will pray for you. We will uplift you. We will obey and submit to your leadership. Knowing that you hear from God for direction for our lives. Pastor James and Sandra Lilly, we, the members of Eagle Summit Christian Fellowship Church, thank you for 26 years of faithful service. To God and to us. And we stand with you as we anticipate God's mighty move in the years ahead. Thank you for being godly leaders worthy of double honor. We love you. Let's give God a hand praise. Bless the Lord.